Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week's guest makes me appreciate the World Wide Web and truly proves that the internet isn't always a dumpster fire. The incredibly <laughs> talented guitarist from the punk band Sigmund Fraud, Michael Pierce. I am that is... <laughs> so grateful that you gave me a bit of your time. It's, I mean, I've said it before we started recording, this episode is long overdue. Like you are such a fantastic human being. So thank you. <laughs> That was just the best intro that I could ever think of. So that was incredible. <laughs> Thank you. It's a huge pleasure to be on here. Like I've known about the shack for a long time, so it's it's very awesome to be part of it. Yeah, we were talking about you being on or being on the shack for some time, and you know, for one reason or another, like it didn't, the stars didn't align back then. So I'm super grateful to have you now. Yeah. Um, so when you told me, it's like you gave me your schedule, and you've been super busy. So it's like I knew I had to take advantage of this like time slot. Like it's yeah midnight where I'm at. I was like, no, like I have to make this work. I do uh, appreciate that even more. Thank you. <laughs> So we, before we get into your uh, your skate punk band, Sigmund Fraud, how did you pick up the guitar? Um, I just was always obsessed with it, really. Like, my dad was always playing, um, like, rock and very early metal in the car. Um, I remember, like, Sesame Street. So I had a little toy guitar, like, Sesame Street themed, um, with Big Bird and Elmo and everyone all over it. And I used to love that as a kid. Um, and then I always wanted to play guitar, never really ended up happening, but then I got into uh, seventh grade in high school. They offered guitar lessons there, and then I went from there, and I, I never stopped. It was really the only thing I was able to put my energy into, like my focus. Uh, it's That's good fantastic. fun. Was there yeah. like any other instruments that like piqued your interest, or was it always just guitar? Um, I actually... I actually play bass in a death metal band. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've... I wish I was better at piano because um, that would help my theory and just, you know, whenever there's a piano around, it would be awesome to be able to just hop on and have a good time. But, um, and saxophone, I find saxophone just such an incredible instrument. Um, I'm about to go on and, and name that I want to <laughs> play every instrument, but um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're the main ones for me. But um, guitar's definitely been the one. So you also mentioned that your dad would play um, like metal music in the mm. car, just kind of like alternative music. Was there any like, particular artist or album that really just impacted you and you said like this is the music for me or well I think the first time he put an Iron Maiden CD in the car I think I feel like a lot of people can like go back to Iron Maiden being one of their like original like heavier um genres before like the heavy music we know today but um yeah no that was definitely a good one for me I'll always remember a bit of Creed <laughs> um Creed's good fun and then my older brother um, was always into like Blink-182 and The Offspring. And then my dad really liked that too. And then, so that was always in the car. So I kind of always had that like hard, fast and heavy stuff around me, I guess. Dude, that's pretty cool. I mean, like uh, you play live shows now, but do you remember what it was like going to a live show? Like your first time seeing this type mm. of music in person? Because I mean, it's one thing to kind of hear it in the car and just kind of like have yeah. it, you know, in your room or wherever, but it's another to kind of go into that live experience. So, I mean, are you able to recall like your first live show or? Yeah, I think my first live show was, um, my brother was seeing someone who had a spare ticket to, I think it was a day to remember. Now I'm not usually into that hardcore kind of stuff, but you cannot deny the show that was put on was absolutely insane. And it was very heavy music for me at the time. Um, and just, uh, just, I was very anxious. I was an anxious little boy, I won't deny, but I'm um, still kind of am. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, 
I was just completely overcome and amazed. And I remember looking at the guys on stage and just being in such awe at what they were doing and that they, they were creating the environment that was all around. Me. I just found it really magical and incredible as cliche as that might sound <laughs> no, that's fantastic because i had a similar experience too like there was a small venue like i've shared it on previous episodes yeah there was a small venue <laughs> where i in the city that i grew up in and like seeing these like for the first time i walked in into this old theater that was converted into a venue like my mind was blown and it was one of those moments i'm like there's no going back you know like yeah. punk forever at that point um, so now you do play in a punk band called sigmund fraud how did the band come together and how did the name come about? Because I think it's like, it's so cheeky and it's like, I love it. <laughs> well, you know, Sigmund Freud's a little bit of a, a fraud. We, we don't all have fantasies about our mothers um, and, and uh-huh. so forth. But um, like, he did do a lot of good for psychology. That's, that's, that's definitely for sure. But there are a few things that's like, that might be you projecting on the rest of the world, Sigmund. Um, but yeah, no, the band came together. I'm one of the more recent additions. Um, it's gone through a couple of different changes to kind of uh, get where it's come from today. But I was invited to join through Zane, um, who I actually met. Um, I used to work at a video store um, in West Ride, uh, like just like a, like a local town. And um, he would come in and I was showing um, one of my colleagues a video of me playing um, Vivaldi's summer theme on guitar. It's like they were interested in it. And then Zane and his friend Tim came in. Tim came up and was like, oh, I can play this too. So we had a good chat. Next thing you know, like, cause they're underage, I was buying them alcohol so they could go party. And then one thing leads to another. Um, we got kind of close. Zane was there for me a few times when life wasn't going too well. and then um, asked me if I wanted to join Sigmund Fraud. And I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. And here we are. You know, that's amazing. And I do want to say to the listeners, I will be tagging the Instagram page, the Spotify page, and like all the other platforms that they can listen to Sigmund Fraud in the bio of this episode, along with finding your Instagram page will also be tagged in there. You guys actually have an EP coming out. I mean, at the time of this recording, Mm. I will also be posting on my page when it does come out. So would you mind telling it. us like the process of what it was like putting together, I mean, the whole entire EP? Yeah, well, like I think only one of the songs existed before I joined the band. Um, and the rest, uh, like we'd just jam out. Um, a couple of us would like meet up or all of us would write something together. Um, I know that uh, very early on in it, how some of the first of these songs came about was I would just go over to Zane's, um, Zane's a vocalist, and he would have some lyrics and he'd have an idea and he'd kind of explain to me how he would want it to go. And I'd be like, oh, what about this? And he was like, yeah, but a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. And then we would have something and then we would take that to the rest of the guys and then we'd workshop that. Or for example, Zane and then Sam, the bassist, they would have like a little cheeky idea and they'd work together and then they'd bring that to me and then I'll put my little bits in it. Um, so we kind of, but at the end of the day, we're all working together and stuff gets changed and we all get to put our little bit in. So it's a good fun process. And um, as I was telling you before we started recording, every single lyric of Zane's comes from uh, personal experiences that have happened recently um, and if when that does come out if you follow along with those lyrics it's, it's some really hilarious stuff and a lot of um, Australian colloquial language which is quite funny too 
it's funny that you mentioned that because I do want to bring up because um, I was like binge listening to you guys <laughs> and one of my favorite songs that that's actually made it to one of my uh, skating playlists oh, awesome. Fairy Heads and you had a, like such a great story behind it <laughs> should, I, should I share that? Uh, entirely up to you I mean it's a kids show it's I fun. would love to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright so the story behind Fairy Heads um, so one time Zane and a couple of his mates they had this amazing idea of doing acid and then hopping on a ferry down Parramatta River, which is a pretty main river that goes through um, Sydney from the city out, out west. Um, and it was basically just the most horrible time of his life. He was tripping off his head like nothing else. He was stuck on a ferry. The waves were rocking the boat. There were kids crying. There were old people looking at him funny. Who knows why? But um, yeah, no. So then that's how Fairy Heads came about. It's, it's quite funny.
fantastic i really can't emphasize this enough like people need to check out your guys's music it's just like it pumps you up um i really have enjoyed it and i will be adding it to future playlist if that's okay um, very good and actually i was uh, just kind of popped in my head right now you mentioned that you joined uh sigmund fraud later after the, the band formed but what was your first show with them like my first show with them was actually the band's first show in general, I'm pretty sure. Um, what we did was, it was Zane's birthday at the time, and we've actually got a show um, in two days at this same location. It'll be our first time back there. Um, and it was just like a small little venue where you could like put on your own show. It's like kind of like a warehouse you kind of deal. It's like upstairs, this small room. They told us we could fit 70 people in there. It looks like you could only really fit 20, but... We got it packed as well as we could. Um, it was a great night. Everyone brought their own alcohol. It was a wild time. I remember as soon as we went on, um, I had a beer resting on my amp. And then Zane was like, oh, turn right up. And I was like, okay. And then as soon as I play the first chord, the beer like falls off and smashes on the ground between my feet. And then some lovely people from the crowd were feeling very helpful and trying to pick up the glass underneath my feet while I'm trying to press on my pedals and accidentally <laughs> press their hands into the glass. Oh, no. It was absolutely wild. It was very, you could say it was quite punk, but um, it, was, like it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's fantastic. You know what, um, because I've, I've always had like stage fright and like, I'm just still getting mm. my social anxiety. What was like your first performance ever in front of, you know, a crowd? Oh, first performance ever would have been, would have been when I was in year seven because the place where I did my guitar lessons with the school, they were very big on getting us to perform like at the end of the year. Um, we actually have a festival in, in that suburb called the Granny Smith Festival, all about the Granny Smith Apple. Okay. I don't know why we have it here in Australia. I'm pretty sure didn't start here but um but yeah and anyway so the guys doing the guitar lessons um got us up on on that stage as well and oh so many butterflies in my stomach every time i performed in high school i was always nervous um but then i went to do study music more and more after high school and being on on the stage constantly um did slowly ease that and now i'm at a point where for the most part i'm okay um 
still happens. Still get very nervous every now and then. We're only human. But um, yeah. yeah, the first couple of times were really, really daunting. Really daunting. Oh no, I but worth it. it. The evolution of it must must be like pretty great to look back on. Um, mm. I mean, has there been any like memorable show of yours? Um, I remember one we played, I think it was probably a year, maybe two years ago. Um, it was in amongst the whole COVID thing. And it was the first one that we played when shows were kind of allowed to not be seated. Um, when we were back to standing shows and, um, just, it was a lot of people's first experience being back in live music after everything was shut down and we had a circle pit going. And it was just really awesome to be like, wow, not only are we now creating the, the awesome environment for everyone, but everyone's having so much fun. No one's been out to party in so long. Look at them. They're all just running into each other because of our music. And it was just really cool to see. Really cool that we were creating that happiness for everyone. No, I'm super excited for live shows again. Like with COVID, it was just... Like I went from going to shows like almost every single weekend to just like yeah. kind of like that record scratch. It's like, oh, no more. And it was just kind of like a weird moment in life where I'm like, what do I do with my time? And it was strange. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet that's beautiful to be able to see that again. Mm. I have yet to go to a live show. Although like- oh, really? I know it's been a, it's been a while. It's um, so unlike you. <laughs> I know. So I You've actually had people though. like hit me up and say like, oh, mm. Like what? When's the, what? Like what's the next show you're gonna go to? And I was like, I have no idea. Like I feel like <laughs> limbo at the moment. Yeah, um, I wish I knew. Yeah, so I'm kind of hoping to catch a live show. I'm kind of hoping to maybe catch your guys' live show one day. Like I travel. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you guys are ever in LA, like I can show you guys around. Oh, that would be so uh, cool. Definitely hit you up. Please do. When the children bicker over us, that warrior's first baseball fury element. The glitches, motor sensory development. I, I am, am a star, star really. That big bang bastard's back with a one-way ticket to Beach Street. This all is life relevant. The human kind supply demand ratios, man, learn it. I work past the surface. I work on what I love. I work the surface on my burdens. And I work until the tear that a flatline closes the curtains.
Uh, I mean, I guess like the last question that I have for you is, do you guys do? Oh God, I can't talk right now. Do you have any advice for young musicians? Um, young musicians, honestly, um, young or old, it is never too late to start, and it's also never too early to start. Um, find something if you really like the instrument you're playing. Don't stress too hard about, and I'm, this is very, very controversial opinion. Don't stress too hard about doing all the menial like scales and warm ups and all that. If you're just getting started, start learning something that's fun. Make sure it's something that you actually enjoy. Otherwise, your instrument will stop being fun and it'll become a chore. So at the most point, as long as you're having fun, and then you can go from there. And if you have certain skills you want to work on, find songs that utilize that. And that way you will actually be working on all these things while having the best time of your life. And then you'll be like, wow, I always wanted to play that and now I can. And before you know it, you'll be shredding up a storm. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, that was really advice for me, to be honest, because I'm still trying to <laughs> yeah, well, hard, but <laughs> Make it fun for yourself. Otherwise, you're not as in, uh, motivated to do it. That's what I found. I actually didn't practice much of what I should. And I just played things that ended up having the, the things that I needed to learn. And, and here we are. That's, that's amazing. Um, so just to reiterate to the listeners, like check out Michael's page, Complete Sweetheart, and then also check out Sigmund Fraud because it's absolutely amazing music. You will not regret it. Um, <laughs> any final words or? Um, well, thank you for the, all these amazingly lovely words you're saying about me. Don't sell yourself short. You're an amazing person too. All thank the opportunities you give us musicians. It's really awesome. Um, yeah, just everyone don't stop listening to music, whatever you like. Just keep going at it. Definitely. So thank you guys for tuning in. Till next week. <laughs>